You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Join Sharon as she discusses the human experience of creating and maintaining relationships of all kinds, from friendships to family and everything in between. And now, here's Sharon. Welcome in to Ship Talking. I am your host, Sharon, and I am here again with my beautiful friend, Lindsay. Hey. So thank you for joining us. Again, Ship Talking is all about everything that falls into that relationship umbrella. And so we will talk about friendships. We will talk about, yes, romantic relationships. We will also talk about professional relationships and our family relationships and everything. I think it's all really interesting and I think anything goes on this show. And Lindsay (laughs) spoke with us last episode about a number of her relationships, um, relationships that ended, lots of relationships that began with the new year. And you started to speak a little bit about some female friendships that were entering into your life. And Lindsay, you in many ways have really helped me understand fully the role of female friendships um, by introducing me to just an incredible group of women. And so I hope I thought you could give us kind of a brief overview of what that process was like for you. Yeah, well, it was very much almost like subconscious. Like I said last time, um, I had decided to clear out um, a lot of distractions in my life, um, job, old relationships that weren't working, et cetera. And um, I spent New Year's Eve 2016 into 2017 alone. And when I woke up um, in this kind of new house completely on my own, I felt so clear headed. I just felt at peace. And I felt this kind of strike of um, inspiration. I thought, I kind of want to like bring together this amazing group of women that are from disparate parts of my life um, to do a new moon circle. And I didn't even know, I'd never been in a new moon circle. I didn't even know what that meant. And I kind of Googled it and I'm like, okay, apparently it's a thing and we're just going to give it a <laughs> shot. And so I wrote this, like I said, random list. I mean, it wasn't random. It was a very purposeful list, but random in the sense that y'all didn't know each other. No. And um, I was, a little nervous. I mean, I remember the that first January circle we were having. I wanted it to be perfect, and I was freaking out because um, some of the people on my list, because it was a little longer than it ended up being, couldn't come. But it, um, like so many things, when I think we let go of the control, it all happens like it needs to happen. And, and so it was this group of, I think we had like eight or nine people coming consistently at first, and, um, and yeah, I, to support one another. And I I love so much that this also wasn't super far into our friendship. Like at that no. at that point I knew you as someone who I was just like kind of drawn to. Like mm-hmm. I thought you were lovely and very kind and um seemed really spiritual and I think that's the spiritual world is something that I had never been a part of. I just didn't think like that. Um, I I didn't do yoga. I didn't meditate. Like this just this just wasn't me. But I think I was at such a low place in my life that I was so open to trying yeah. anything new. And there was something about you, maybe an energy or a light that I just felt very drawn to. And then I get this, I don't know, a text call. You know, I don't know what it was, just inviting me to this women's circle on the new moon and I I was like this girl is this girl is something different 
<laughs> but I was like, whatever. Like that sounds mm. that sounds out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Let me say yes to it. Well, so. I, it was out of my comfort zone too. <laughs> like um, it really was. But something magical happened. Um, you know. I yeah, we had met only a couple months before that. I kind of knew some of the other people. Like they were just women who I found very fascinating and, and inspiring. Yeah. And what transpired was two years of circling up together um, on, on these kind of like points of, of darkness in the night. Um, and I think there was a lot of darkness that in our own lives that led us all to this circle. Yeah. And what I think you've touched on a few times is that those moments of um, just emptying out and sitting in your shadow and sitting in a place of, gosh, I feel like everything's been destroyed around me is actually like ripe for new beginning. And, um, and, you know, I think like many other women in the world, particularly in, in the United States, I mean, I'm, I was conditioned to think about my life in the framework of a romantic, monogamous, mm-hmm. long-term, like male partner, and I have a fun female fact for you. friendships were not a part of yeah. that. So, did you know, Lindsay, that <laughs> according to the online entomology, dic- entomology dictionary, the word relationship first appeared in 1744, but was not applied specifically to romantic or sexual relationships until 1944. No, that's wild. That seems way too soon. Like, like, yeah. Re- yeah. Well, it's all we think about, right? Yeah. Like you hear relationship and you think of romantic relationship. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. And uh, no, I think you're really right uh, um, about that association with ro- the romantic relationship. And I think that becomes the focus of our lives. I it mean, does. as much as I rolled my eyes and said it wasn't, it always was, yeah, for sure. you know, and um, and then when I gave it a, a, you know, a wild shot and the marriage that I was in um, then ended, you know, uh, it was like like kind of you experience in, in a similar after a long term relationship. It was like now I finally started seeing every person in my life and myself as beings in which I was in relationship and um, and especially in the realm of like women's relationships, like when I was in high school, I thought of myself as like a guy's girl, and I did not really trust. Yeah, yeah, other girls. Um, when I was in college, I had two very close girlfriends that I I would use the word bullying. Like I don't I don't think I've ever been bullied in the traditional idea of that word until college. Like I had two female friends. You could turn on me, and it was very hurtful. It was um, very sad for me. And I had one of them tell me, Sharon, you're just not going to have strong female relationships because you've had such a fractured relationship with your sister. Oh, <laughs> I had wow. someone tell me that. Wow. And I, at the time, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I, like, you just accepted I it. I just accepted it. I was like, yeah, that's that was thoughtful. That makes sense for me. And that's what I thought about myself for years. Mm. It's nuts, the things that we internalize about ourselves there are a couple really amazing books one of which is <laughs> women who run with the wolves um another is um kissing sleeping beauty good night 
And they're books that look back at folklore in the context of women in relationship. And it's really interesting because a lot of these stories, I think, in the beginning were very much um, about kind of like the the goddess of, of the, the female, the woman incarnate. Um, but they kind of got twisted to be in more of like a patriarchal male-dominated society to be about the woman being saved by the man. And, um, and I think once you start to realize, oh, my gosh, I've been subconsciously mm-hmm. fed this my whole life. It, it, like, turns everything on its head. We're going to pause you right there, but we'll come back to that thought, Lindsay. Um, join us for Ship Talking in just a minute. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back into Ship Talking. In our last segment, we were talking about female relationships, female friendships in particular, and how we've um, both kind of come to see that as something very differently than we did growing up. So, Lindsay, I'm going to give the mic back to you. <laughs> um, well, actually, no, I'll take it back. I'll take the <laughs> mic back for a second. I have I have a question. Like you, we 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 are similar in that um, you mentioned you always kind of thought of yourself as like a, a guy's girl. So am I right? You had lots of yeah. guys, friends, mm-hmm. guy friends primarily. I was very I perceived it as simpler, less complicated place to, yeah. to engage. I would say likewise, it felt kind of easier for me in a lot of ways and more comfortable in a lot of ways. Um, and so I never really had a girl pack. Like I never had a squad did you ever? It was sort of like a mixed squad. Like I, yeah, it, but I, I think I tended to um, kind of have some walls up to other women. Yeah, I think too. there was a bit of fear. And I think I bought into a lot of stories that women are, you know, conniving or manipulative or, um, yeah, like backstabby. I think I really bought into that. And and, and women are just people. Um, we're we're a mixed bag over here, I but there. But like, yeah, it was kind of a load of BS that I just accepted. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me how that changed for you. Uh, yeah, I think um, you know, as I was saying, like a lot of things were changing in my life, and um, and I think um, I was just looking with at my whole life, my whole self, with clearer vision, Mm -hmm. seeing things for the things about myself that were conditioned to be that way and the things about myself that were truly authentic to me. And one of the things that seemed to be a little false was this notion that I couldn't, no one ever told me that, like um, that person had, you know, kind of pompously told you that I couldn't have strong female relationships, but I didn't think that I could. Um, I didn't think that that was who I I was, but I also really judged the very um, female aspects of myself. Um, I had taken like a strengths finder test uh, shortly after college in my first kind of professional job and context. And the t- this is a Strengths Finder by Gallup, really awesome. I, I love know exactly it. Exactly yes. the assessment you're thinking of. Yeah, and I can tell you my top five. Also. And um, <laughs> so my top five were um, positivity, developer, intellect, input, and then the other one it like flex because I did it. I did it a couple times, but. Um, 
what I was so embarrassed by in this professional context was the positivity piece. I was really? like, oh my God, here I am, this like young, bubbly out of college blonde, and people are gonna see me as just like this dumb, dumb Goldilocks. And I wanted to like hide it away. And the developer piece similarly, which is all about um seeing the best potential, potential in others, others and being too. really good about nurturing other people's growth, which is a maternal feminine quality. And I was I was truly embarrassed. I was like, why can't I have like competition or like, I don't know. <laughs> That's something so else. funny to hear you say that because I've, I've taken that assessment. I took it as an orientation leader in college. And then I took it again, like five years later when I worked in higher ed and I got this top five same qualities. And my first one, similarly, I found so embarrassing mm. and it was woo. <gasps> Oh, <laughs> that you can make people do what you want. Well, no, it was, a, it was no, the idea. Kidding. Well, yeah, the idea that like you like to mm-hmm. um, like pull people into you yeah. and that you're like captivating. And I thought that was like so superficial and attention seeking. Mm. I was legitimately embarrassed by that. Um, and only now do I, I do I see that as a strength in myself and I see that as what draws me to situations like this where I just want to connect with people and it, it's it makes sense that I entered into like the field of psych- psychology where that's my job is to understand others and make people feel comfortable and at ease yes. with me. So that's so interesting. We should I wonder if there's been any studies out there about the strengths finder self-assessment and how it's made people feel. I mean, I think it's a testament to how we're brought up in thinking that like, you know, our um, left brain analytical capabilities and being reasonable, being a reasonable adult that makes logical decisions <laughs> uh, in life is like the, how you need to be. And we, whether you're a man or a woman, you have left and right brain qualities, you have male and female qualities. And we, avoid or let's just say maybe the, the other side of it is we nurture the the things that um, help us be more competitive in the marketplace, mm-hmm. competitive for jobs, competitive for spouses or for people to like us. And what that does is our feminine qualities atrophy. They start to wither and it's at the detriment to our entire society. And on a, on a personal note, I was realizing how much I was neglecting like really important parts of me. Yeah. Like your woo is beautiful Aww. because you are able to connect with people. They feel a sense of um, inspiration and like um and and peacefulness and being welcomed in your presence and like my ability to see just a total um ship show and (laughs) and and be in that place of everything swirling and falling apart and see the light and see the positivity is a strength and that i judged and your developer like that quality in you is something that i love so much about you and it's i've i've thought about that because i felt so i had kind of like imposter syndrome at this first women's circle meeting because i was just so in awe of everyone else in that circle mm-hmm. and i remember thinking like these people are incredible and not feeling like I was really part of it. And so I I, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I mean, like the way I remember being really shy and always going last when we would share just because I was really impressed by the way you all would articulate yourselves and like the, the, 
depth and insight that you would bring. I just remember thinking, So when did that, like, (laughs) dissolve for you? Oh, I think it's continue. I think that's always something that I'm going to be working on. Mm -hmm. I think that I've thought a lot about that. I've talked about that in therapy and how that goes back to, um, like, feelings of insecurity that started very early on and that I think were fostered a lot in college. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, they were reinforced. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to tear it down and start to see, like, what is me and what is um, because no matter where we are in our life, the thing that we that we need most is connection. And that starts as a baby, as a child. We are 100 percent connected to adults when we're babies. And, um, and, and, And then we become less so because we're independent. And yet... And yet we all want connection. And in our society today, connection looks a lot different. Mm-hmm. And um, and whether or not, you know, you're like totally on board with social media, um, you know, there's a level of intimacy that comes in like sitting down in a place that is just totally honest in conversation um, with, with your peers and with your loved ones um, that can be really scary and totally transformative. We have to take a break, but we'll be right back to Ship Talking. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. We are back for our last segment of this episode of Ship Talking. I am here with my friend Lindsay, who has been so open and vulnerable with us today in the studio. Thank you for thank you for sharing. Thank you for being here. Thank you thank for you having for... me. <laughs> um, I I we need to wrap up together, and so I thought I would just ask you like what now? Like, what are the takeaways here? What, mm. how do we end this? What do you want our listeners to, to take from your story and from everything we've talked about today? Yeah. So um, relationships ultimately are mirrors of ourselves. And every relationship we have is a reflection of our relationship with ourselves. And yet, we get lost in our relationships, whether it's a family relationship or a romantic relationship, our relationship with our work. Um, it can become distracting. Like we see a problem and we don't see ourselves in that. We just see the relationship mm-hmm. as the problem or maybe the other person. And for me, what has been totally transformative is to, in a way, kind of finally see the mirror and pull away from it a bit so they can really see myself a little more clearly. I don't think that means you have to like walk away from every relationship like I did um, in order in order to to clean house and and to heal. But I think it takes a level of dedication to time and stillness and time with yourself and getting out of your comfort zone mm. and seeking other people who have the same values and desire to be the best person that they are. Spending time with people who inspire you. I love it. Mm-hmm. There's this quote by one of my favorite researchers that I pulled during the break that reminds me of that. Her name is 
Sunat. Oh, what was the, how did we remember? Sunya. Sunya, yeah. It's spelled Sunaya, and so I always want to say that, but Sunya. Sunya Luthar, and she studies vulnerability and re- resilience. She's out of University of Arizona. And this was a quote from an article that I had to read for a class, and I just remember highlighting it, and I pulled it back out for this show. It is, resilience rests fundamentally on relationships. The desire to belong is a basic human need, and positive connections with others lie at the very core of psychological development. Strong, supportive relationships are critical for achieving and sustaining resilient adaptation. I loved that. It's amazing. There's a lot in there. There's a lot in there. Good good thing you can unpack it in this amazing new show. That's a great transition out for us, Lindsay. But first I have to give you this little gift. Okay. Oh my gosh, you got me. Yes, this. it's called How to Love. It's this tiny little pocketbook by Tiknot Han and it is incredible. My partner, Sweet Matthew, gave one to me and I want to give one to you because um you're just such an important person in my life and I love you Lindsay. so much. Oh, <laughs> that's very sad. Tear up. Thank you all for listening to Ship Talking. I'm excited to come back to you in future weeks. Please tune in. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine on 97.9 The Hill. For more episodes, visit the on-demand page of our website, chapelboro.com. 